Welcome to episode 31 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Maine. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. You may have heard the song, Same God on Family Life, but have you ever really paid attention to the lyrics and thought about the biblical truths behind them? Hannah Kerr sits down with us to talk about the song, the words, and the meaning behind it. Hi, Hannah. So fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Therese. So what we're going to do is just take some lyric sections from the song, and then I have some scripture that I think kind of gets to the heart of what you were trying to say as a songwriter, and then we'll just kind of talk about those. Because when I hear a song that has such profound lyrics, sometimes it takes me a while to kind of wrap my head around it, and you can't always do that when (laughs) when you listen just like one time. So right at the beginning of the song, uh, it says, The same God who made the planet spin tells the tide when it should rise, put the color in my eyes. And that reminds me of Jeremiah 32, 17. It says, Ah, Sovereign Lord, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. Nothing is too hard for you. But it also reminds me of Psalm 139, 13 and 14 Mm -hmm. that everyone probably knows. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made for your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So in those two scriptures, and I think even in the lyrics of that section of the song, we have this all-powerful God, but then we also have this very tender God who is able to knit us together before we're even born. And that is part of the profoundness of God, the creator. It's so funny that you picked them. Specifically, Psalm 139 was a huge inspiration for the whole Same God song. We wanted to capture that kind of paradox, but also just the character of God and the fact that he is this big creator. He created everything and he's infinite and all knowing, but at the same time, he created the smallest details of us. He knows every hair on our head. And there's something about that that's both comforting um, and intimate, just knowing that God knows everything about the entire universe. And he still wants to know the details of me and you. When was the last time you were in awe of God's creation? Can you think of a time where you saw something and you were like, whoa? Yes. Actually, um, last year, my husband and I went on a trip to Colorado and we were in these beautiful mountains. And there was this one lookout point where you could look and there was just a panoramic view of mountains. And I just remember standing there and God being like, sing how great thou art right now in this moment. And so I did just looking at these mountains and I was just in awe of my creator. The sun was setting. They were just so beautiful. And if the mountains are that beautiful, then how much more beautiful is the one who created them? Um, And it just drew my heart to worship in that moment. And so much in my life, I feel like I've connected with God through creation and knowing that If God created the mountains and made them that beautiful, then how much does he love me and that he would create me too? So a lot of the song really comes from that creation perspective. And actually in, I think it's after the first chorus, you can hear the sound of birds that my brother, Josh, who produced the song, um, he put in actual bird sounds into the track, just kind of a little nod to the verse that talks about how God has taken care of every sparrow and he watches over them and clothes us and 
clothes the lilies with beauty and um, just a little reminder that he's the creator and also the sustainer that he takes care of us. And if he cares about the birds, then how much more does he care about us? And he's taking care of us even when we might feel far away. Um, he loves us and he is taking care of us. I really wanted to capture that in this song, um, just so that people knew, you know, even if you doubt if God loves you or if he created you uniquely and beautifully, look at creation, look at the universe, at the mountains, and realize that he created those and he created you and loves you the same. From God the Creator to God the Comforter, further along in the song, you sing, You're catching every tear as it falls. I know you'll never change even when I'm feeling far away. And I emphasize that because it's important to note that God never moves away from us. If we're feeling far away, it's because we have kind of shifted our attention away from him. In right. Isaiah 25, 8, it says, He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he'll take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And then in Revelation 21, 4, and this is kind of the thing we're all waiting for, he will wipe away <laughs> every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And I think there's something important to note that that idea of not having sadness in our life isn't promised during this time on earth. Yeah, I think, of course, we look forward to the hope of heaven, um, of having those tears wiped away. But the reality of being on earth is that we are going to feel sadness and we're going to have seasons that are difficult. Um, but the thing about that is that God promises to be with us in those seasons. Um, and he is wiping those tears from our eyes and catching them and caring about each one of them um, as we are on earth. And no matter what season we walk through, whether it's hard or difficult or easy, whatever it is, God has walked through those seasons as well and can comfort us in them like nobody else can. Um, he's not just a shoulder to cry on, but he's a God who catches our tears and understands how it feels to be sad. So that just has brought me a lot of comfort in my life um, just throughout difficult seasons, knowing that I had a God that not just saw me from afar and felt sorry for me, but a God who was really with me, um, wiping the tears from my eyes, even as they fall on earth. And then having the hope that in heaven, all of those tears will be permanently wiped away, that we'll never feel sadness again. What's something that makes you cry? Movies. <laughs> <laughs> I am a crier. Like I probably cry three times a week at the minimum. <laughs> um, I cry at commercials if they're really sad. Um, I always cry at movies, especially if it's based on a true story. Whenever my niece does anything cute, I tear up. <laughs> um, and then worship makes me cry every single time I sing, every time I lead, no matter what. It's like worship just always makes me cry because I'm so in awe of God. And there's just nothing sweeter than his presence and the gifts and the blessings that he gives to us. Um, so yeah, I'm a crier. My husband loves to make fun of me for that. <laughs> he, he like wells up, but he doesn't really shed the tears and I'm over there just like wiping tears. It's funny that you said that about commercials because I do, you know, you know, Clifford, the big red dog, right? Like from the books of you probably course. read when you were a kid. Well, they're making yes. a live action movie. Right. And so what? I know. Right. So I saw the trailer posted online the other day and I was like, Oh, I want to watch this. I remember those books. And it's so cute because Emily Elizabeth as a little girl looked 
looks at this puppy and she says, how big will he get? And the answer is, it depends on how much you love him. And I was like, oh, and I, I did cry. And I was like, are you out of your mind? You're crying at a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie trailer? Like it's, But it's coming out in September and you know I'm going to go watch it, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Me too now. I'm like crying already. <laughs> I was like, oh, the love is so big. Okay, we have God the Creator, God the Comforter, and then God the Christ. And this is about God being fully man. And you talked a little bit about that, that he's walked every journey we could go through. But in the song you sing, you're a God of grace and empathy. You know how it feels to cry because you lived a human life. And John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And then in Hebrews, it says, for we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. That's from Hebrews 4.15. And I just sense so much of God's humility when he was Christ on earth. I mean, I'm just so drawn to that because what an example to, to live by. But what attribute of Jesus are you most drawn to as God the Christ? I think the fact that Jesus lived on earth as a human being, um, it blows my mind to think that the creator would come down and understand what it is to be in our flesh and blood and what it is to be human. I think Jesus's compassion is always something that draws me to him. He always is going after the one person who feels like they don't belong or the person that feels ostracized. Um, And Jesus, he felt sad and he wept with compassion um, so many times in his ministry. And that just inspires me so much because if God can truly be drawn so much to compassion that he's led to tears. Um, that that just reminds me of how much God loves us and that he feels deeply. It's not like he's just out up there in the sky and not understanding how we feel. Like he is right there with us in grief and compassion and sadness and joy. He has felt all of those emotions and he showed us that it's okay to feel them. You know, God didn't just say, ah, you know, I'm not going to waste time giving into this feeling. He, he let himself feel and outwardly grieve and outwardly have joy. And I love that about Jesus. He was so human. Um, it wasn't like, you know, you wouldn't look at him and think, oh, he's, he's not really human. Like he was fully human. He got hungry. He slept. Um, he got tired. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's such beauty in knowing that God is really Emmanuel, that he's with us in every sense of the word, um, even bodily. Like he understands what it's like to be tired and achy. And when we feel that way, we we don't have to feel alone. Like Jesus understands. Um, and so in our deepest, darkest moments of hurt and pain, we can know that God not only, you know, has compassion for those feelings, but he has empathy for them. He understands them completely and totally. Um, And that has given me so much comfort in my life in so many times, um, even in times of grief, knowing that Jesus wept over his friend Lazarus, even though he knew that he was going to raise him from the dead, he still let himself feel the sadness that he was gone. Um, And that to me is so profound. Like Jesus really let himself 
feel that sadness, even though he knew the ending. And sometimes in life, we go through seasons that are difficult and hard. And even though we know that one day every tear will be wiped away and everything will be made new, there's still a tension on earth of sadness and we walk through pain and suffering. And so I think Jesus is kind of showing us that it's okay to really live in that moment, even knowing that we have the future hope, um, letting that frame our reality, but also letting ourselves feel in the moment as well. When it comes to writing songs like this with some deeply profound lyrics, how do you do that? (laughs) Um, Very slowly. (laughs) I feel like for me, it's so important that my songs are based in scripture. Um, I never just want to write songs based on how I feel or words that sound cool. I really, really want everything that comes from me um, to come from scripture. And so while we're writing, which this song we actually wrote on Zoom, um, while I was writing this with my two co-writers, Hunter and Emma, all three of us had our Bibles and we were flipping through and just going to scriptures and um, seeing what we needed to say in the song. A lot of it came from Psalm 139. And we just wanted to make sure that it's really based and grounded in scripture, um, which that does take longer. You know, it's not like, you know, you do have the words in your mind if you're memorizing scripture and reading, but it takes longer to make sure that you're saying the right thing and looking up the verse to make sure you're wording it right or whatever. It may take longer, but I always think that it's worth the time um, just because this is a song that maybe I'll work on for a day but hopefully it lives on for years and reaches lots of people. Um, And I want to make sure that I'm giving them something that is really based and grounded in scripture and not just something that I feel. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life News or enjoy some family time with Family Life Kids. There's The Sunny Side, a Family Life original podcast that shines the light of Jesus, and 10 Minutes With, an interview program with faith-based artists and speakers. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org slash podcast.